what is your dream? Everybody's got a dream when they come to Hollywood. Shout out to all my incoming freshmen, homecoming queens, prom kings, and of course those class clowns. If you're hearing my voice for the first time, congratulations, level up. But understand this, this is the place where dreams come to die. Because everybody ain't gonna make it. But since when have you been everybody? When have they referred to you as everybody? This is the Hollywood University Stereo Podcast. I am the voice of the city. They call me Boogie. That's EWF in the background, Earth, Wind, and Fire. It's one of the many anthems of this city. How you feel about yourself? If you're on your way, come on. If you're here, welcome to the party. Ow! City Stereo Podcast. Of course, I am he. They call me Boogie. What's going on with your life? How you be? Listen, tell me y'all saw it. Tell me you saw LeBron James' new TV show, The Shop. HBO. Man, first of all, that's the reason I came out to LA to begin with, to Hollywood, was to have my own talk show. I was, I could, when Arsenio did his thing, I, I couldn't believe it. I, I mean, I could do that. I could do that. So I came out here, and the, the main goal was to have my own late-night talk show. You know, as the years go on, I never anticipated people wasn't going to be watching TV like that no more. Never anticipated that they would have three white dudes all doing the exact same show named James. James Corden, Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon, Seth, I mean... So here we are. I'm talking to you right here. Platforms now. Ha! Braun James got a brand new show called The Shop. It's amazing. It's everything that it's supposed to be. It's different, but it's real. Real conversations giving you an in-depth look into somebody that you might look at as a celebrity, as a star, giving you an insight into their life, their daily, what goes into being them. What? Got my own show like that too called Boogie Nights. You're going to see. Wait a minute. So when I see this man do it like that on Showtime, I'm not... Man, oh, they did it before me. Man, that's LeBron James. All he gonna do is open up some doors. Come on. I'm standing on the sidewalk waiting for you to open the door. Watch how fast I am. This show was great. He got a chance to talk about, you know, going to an all-white school. I know what that's like. You know, being one of you and you're different. And that's what it is, you know. And just to be able to have somebody on that platform have that kind of conversation and it's candid. John Stewart was on there just killing it. You know, John Stewart's a legend. Talk show legend. He he was able to manipulate. Not I don't want to say manipulate. That's a, that's a bad word. It comes across negative. That's a negative connotation. Let's say he was able to walk the conversation in a way so that you had that outside questioning, that, that, that perspective they want to know. I love that. That's how we learn. That's how we learn. The Shop, if you haven't seen it, check it out on HBO. Wow, great show. I get up today thinking about the show. I love watching my daily undisputed first take, whatever else comes on after that. But it's always this one black dude. This one black dude that just, he remind me of one of them dudes. You know, you know the white dude or the black dude that's always around the white people, but he, he talk bad about black people. This dude's name is Jason Whitlock. And I tell you what, his stank ass get on my nerves. He always got something to say. He's like one of them cats that just always got something to say. 
Whenever it feel like we all on the same, here he come. He just one of the people whose face automatically look like it's like this. Mouth twisted to the side. As soon as he walk up, ain't nobody even said nothing, but he immediately like, that kind of dude. That kind of dude. Never satisfied. Get on my nerves. Just always, just listen to what he had to say about the LeBron show. Now I ain't saying that we all supposed to, and that's something else. Sometimes I forget that even back when we was trying to overcome, and even back before that when black people were slaves, when the transition started to occur, when freedom and civil rights started to really be on the forefront, this all black people probably wasn't, I can't even say probably, all black people at that time, they, they couldn't have been with it. A lot of them probably thought they was living good. They, 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 they separated black people, right? So this black person might live in and work in the house, he might work in the house, whereas these people might work in the fields, right? Somebody that's eating better than the people that's working in the fields and, you know, got a different type of lifestyle than the people that's out, you know, toiling all day picking. And he in the, he in the fan, got the fan going. Like, somebody like that, he might not see a reason for this to end. This is to him. This is all he knows. What if you're born into that? And you become that. And that's all that you, you, you striving to be the house Negro. Because it comes with certain perks and luxuries. And, and as bad as it may sound, based upon the time period it was, but it was. So imagine the, the folks that's out in the fields. Them, them folks. It's hot. They're tired. They're getting tired of getting beat on. All kind of things that's happening to them. They, can, they ready to, let's make this move, y'all. We can get our freedom. We can get our freedom. Everybody wasn't with them. It was probably people like, freedom for what? But you, why are you tripping? Why are y'all tripping? Like, we... We cool, we cool here, though. Like, master, take care of us. Everybody probably wasn't down for it. A quote, I remember somebody said to Harriet Tubman, you know, are you proud of, you know, how many slaves you were able to lead to freedom? Is that like a, a point for you? She said, I'd have led a lot more if they had knew they were slaves. Think about that for a minute. She said that in that time period. So imagine what she had to go through to make sure some of these black people wasn't snitching, tattling. Hey, they, 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 finna, they finna try to run tonight. I just wanted you to know, boss. Like, it had, you had to know who you could trust, who you couldn't trust. Now we get to a place, and I feel like we've come so far, but then you got somebody that's just negative. He don't see it. All he see is the cussing. I like that LeBron was having that real conversation. Humanize these people. We try to make our... You listen to my last podcast, Celebrity. It's the Hollywood University Stereo Podcast. I did a podcast about a called Celebrity. How we glorify people. And then there, as soon as there's something that makes them human, we're like, oh, see that right there. I thought, you know, I'm... When you're sitting around with your boys, you're chopping it up, you're talking like you're talking how you're talking. Y'all ain't had no problem. The president said that. Talking, talking, it's locker room talk. Now LeBron talking, he, he's not the president. He's an athlete. Come on. It's crazy. I, I, I wonder how, just in life, I never have seen 
I've never seen a black family with a white little adopted baby. You know how you see white folks sometimes? You ever see a white people person sometimes with, with a little black baby and it's their baby and they ain't adopted them? That's cool. Opportunity, I love it. That's cool. But I ain't never, I can't ever remember in one time, not even one time, seeing a black family with a little white adopted baby. I'm talking infant toddler. I wonder how that would go across. I wonder how people would take that. If you've seen that comment, let me know. How did it make you feel? Everybody try to let bother him. Come on, how did it make you feel for real? If you saw it, I ain't never seen it. How would that go across? Are the stipulations different? Is it easier to, for a white family to get a black baby than a black family to get a white baby? Are white, black people not signing up for white babies? I don't know. I'm just asking. I've never one time seen a black family, not in the mall, not ice skating around the Christmas tree in the park, not out Christmas shopping, not out at the beach, family vacation. I ain't never seen a black family with a little white day adopted baby. I ain't never seen them at, at the Cedar Point, Magic Mountain, at Disneyland. I've never seen that. Have you? It's crazy things that sometimes we don't. I, man, I'm really thinking about it again. Huh. Right? It's the Hollywood University Stereo Podcast. I'm not going to talk long today. Football is back. I'm excited. I've been watching this hard knocks. Them Browns. Listen, I'm Ohio, Youngstown through and through. Them Browns. Them Browns, them Browns gonna come through like them Cavs came through. All my Buckeyes, y'all know it's true. My Browns fans, y'all know. And this team, this year's looking good. And if we get Josh Gordon back right, if he get back right, him and Jarvis Landry might be a problem on them is. Baker Mayfield, like, yo, you know, I felt a certain way about the dude when he ran around the stadium and then planted the flag in the in the in the in the, in the hor- at the horseshoe. I was like, who is this new crazy white boy running around like? Then I saw him online dancing, and I couldn't say nothing but hey, cause he was getting it. If you ain't seen Baker Mayfield dance, Google YouTube Baker Mayfield dancing. He was getting it. He was getting it. So then when he came to Cleveland, now I'm like, okay. Yeah, I keep, bring that same energy. Bring that same spirit, that verbal. Bring that with you. And, you know, Tyrod Taylor, Tyrod, 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 whatever his name is. You know, I feel like, imagine how he feels. Um, talk about pressure. Imagine the pressure that's on Tyrod Taylor. This dude is the number one draft pick, and he won the Heisman. I didn't win the Heisman. I wasn't the number one draft pick, neither. And he's on my ass. Imagine how Tyrod Taylor feels. Y'all saw him jump up when his wrist went out? You saw how fast he jumped up? Listen, we talk about a job. You A job. We forget. Here we go. Celebrity and all that. This is all. This is work. You want to work until you can't work. You don't want nobody to take something from you based upon talent, based upon expectation. Nah, especially when you believe in yourself and you, you this is, I'm nice at this shit too. 
Look, man. I felt Tyrod. He jumped up quick as hell. Hey, Coach, I'm cool. Let me, let me, let me go back to you, Coach. I'm cool. That hard knocks, man. Hard knocks. The one coach, man, he, he be hollering a lot. But I feel like every coach that I had hollered a lot. That's just, I'm just used to coaches hollering a lot. You know, I don't know what it's like when, you know, you in the pros now. I don't know the protocol, how you're supposed to talk to folks. I don't know if you could just be hollering and, and screaming on folks like your old buddy was screaming at Jarvis Landry. I don't know about that. I, I don't know. I don't know about that. Jarvis handled it well. He handled it well. You know? Because it's a job. You ain't trying to lose your job. You don't want to be difficult. You don't want to be hard to work with. Never that. What else is happening in the world? TV, man, listen, Game of Thrones should be on right now. They taking it. I just, I don't know where I was. I just found out that this next season of the Game of Thrones, when it come on, is going to be the last season. What? Man, I hate that. hate they do that with good TV. That's why I like Netflix. I ain't going to lie. Netflix ain't really where TV is with me yet. Yet. But I like the fact with Netflix, you just binge watch something. You ain't got to wait for no commercial breaks. Commercials is cool when you're in a commercial and you're getting paid. Commercials is cool when you like that commercial. You be singing along. Nationwide is on yours. I love all them commercials. I'll be singing the shit. Nationwide, I'll sing the shit out of them commercials. Game of Thrones is, is, is an amazing... I, man, I remember I used to be on the game. Playing video games. Headset on. On the mic party with my friends. And cats would be sitting there like, I ain't never seen Game of Thrones. How? How? Have you not seen Game of Thrones? See? You gotta put down the, you gotta put down the sticks. You too, too, you too care too much. Took me a while to get that out. You try to say that. Put down the sticks. You too, too, you too. Woo. Well, we'll get back to that. You feel me? Game of Thrones. I want to see some dragons. You know? I, I want to see some things that make me go, oh, these folks are crazy. I think about sometimes, was there any black people around them folks? No, people of color, color, you know, but I guess we, you know, when we look at the slaves, I guess that was it, that was it. But who was in charge of the slaves before the slaves were the slaves? I, I want to see him, you know, but that might mess up the storyline because right now, I just don't hope they ended on some dummy. You know, sometimes folks just ended on some dummy stuff and you'd be like, oh, what was that? Just finished a series. Oh, just finished another series called Sharp Objects. What? If you have not seen Sharp Objects, we're going to talk about this TV. All this, all these alumni in these films, getting these jobs, working, Hollywood University graduates. We out here. This Sharp Objects was, man, it, it had me until the very last episode. And like a Marvel film, if you turned it off too soon, you missed some of the best shit because they showed you, spoiler alert, they showed you how it was done. Sharper Objects was an amazing little series. And I hated the fact when it was like, and now for the series finale. Wait, the series finale? We only gonna do one season of this? Come on now. That's why I feel like Netflix be fucking it up. Netflix give you like 15 episodes. You go, you just learn about a show. It's already on season 15. You're like, I have been missing this shit this whole time. 
TV is losing. And I love TV. TV is so nostalgic for me. I remember when I was little and I was, I used to be grounded a lot. Be grounded a lot. And my mama knew that one of my favorite things to do was watch TV. So whenever I was grounded, I wasn't allowed to watch TV. But since I, since I wasn't allowed to watch TV, she didn't say I couldn't listen to the TV. So I would take this big orange pillow that we had, throw pillow, and I would lean it up against the TV and the wall, and I would cuddle right up in between that little space right there and just listen to whatever show she was watching. Sometimes she'd be watching Star Trek. Sometimes she'd be watching Give Me a Break. I can, I'm listening. And since I know what the characters look like, I don't have to see it. I can see it in my mind. I can see, I'm watching that now, not realizing that this is creating my creative. This is going to, in the future, enable me to see things that a lot of people can't see. They need to visually see it before they can see it. Whereas me, I can see this shit. Oh, I can see this, 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 and this. I used to sit next to the TV and just listen. Listen to what was going on. I remember... One of the nights that I couldn't sleep the most is because she was watching. I was in my room at this point. It was a movie that came on late night. Like, remember the movies used to come on like eight, like nine or eight or something like that, whatever it was, that the night movie. It was the Hunchback of Notre Dame. And I tell you what, that's the one time that my imagination just went, yo, we out of here. My imagination was gone. Because all I could hear was bells and dong and uh, I heard all that kind of stuff and my mind, I couldn't think of what this dude could look like. I couldn't think because I had never seen it. Never seen this film. So just by the way he was talking and then they called me the hunchback of Notre Dame too. Oh man. My, I, I was sweating. You know when you're a little kid and you, you scared? It's only one thing you can really do when you're in your room by yourself. I know, I'm an only child. So when I was in my room by myself, the only thing that I could really do is use that cover like it was a shield. Oh, it don't matter how hot you get. You ain't taking that cover off. Uh, boy, I was up. I was sweating profusely, but I wasn't taking it because they had to. My mom was watching it with one of her friends, and you know, when you, with your with your friends, because you're talking, you might turn the TV up a little bit. That shit was so loud, and he was just Quasimodo was just hey, thank you, saying all kinds. I'm like, what does this nigga look like? Oh my god! Not to mention one of the scariest movies of all time to me wasn't even a scary movie. It was called The Elephant Man. Man. I remember the first time I saw this, my cousins were watching. Now, they girls. They, they, oh my God, I feel so bad for him. I feel so bad for him. So I walk in, see what they're talking about. And I see somebody with a potato sack on their head, with an eye hole cut out, with a little, a, a little fedora, kind of little slouchy cap on top of this potato sack. Now, wait a minute. That right there is scary as hell. So if this right here is the alternative to whatever is up under that potato sack you wear, oh, this is one of the scariest movies of all time. When they finally show this dude with that sack off his head, that shit was immediately burned into my brain. Oh my God, this was now the scariest movie of all time to me. Meanwhile, my cousin's still sitting over here like, oh my God, I feel so bad for him. I feel... That, I, I, I don't, I guess I can see where you're coming from, but look at this nigga's face. That's all I can see. That's all I can see. Then he had, like, he was working in the sideshow. 
something people's mistreating. And he had all these, he had a misshapen hand, and he had all these things on his back. It was terrible. I'm a little kid. I'm a little kid. I'm like, I can't remember how old I was, but I was little. Now, no matter where I went, I was looking over my shoulder for the elephant man. I couldn't. When you're little and you got to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, man, I think, I think I'm just going to hold it because that nigga, the elephant man, might be standing out in the hall. As soon as I get out there, he just staring at me. Nope. Imagination going crazy. It's the Hollywood University Stereo Podcast. TV is everything to me. What y'all watching? What's your show? What should I be watching? Let me know. We'll talk about it. I'm going to do a 20-minute one. That's perfect. Quick talk, quick conversation. Y'all be easy. I'll talk to you in a minute. Stereo Podcast. I am the voice of the city. Remember, if nobody loves you, Boogie loves you. And as always, good, better, best. Never let it rest until your good gets better and your better gets best. The Hollywood University Stereo Podcast. Available on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. Yeah, you looking sweeter